Good morning. Good morning. We we've done it. We're live. We are live. Uh, welcome into Wake and Take. We've got a Super Bowl preview, and we've got the man himself right next to us, the Pod Father. We're going to talk about the game. How are you doing today, man? Uh, hey, we're we're trying to do stream to Instagram right now. And I'm previewing it on Instagram just because we're Instagram is a total pain in the ass to stream to. Yep. And uh, have you noticed? Is it is it vertical in that neither of our heads can even display? Can only see the. Ed- is it true that you can only see the edge on Instagram of my uh, my earpiece, my cans? Uh, I can check. Normally, it like shrinks like our thing to like be like a third of the screen, and then there's blur on each side. Okay, yeah, check it out. Let's see. Let's make sure that we are uh, we look good on Instagram here. We're trying to ver- verify. We're not streaming to Twitter. I just I, I got too frustrated. We couldn't figure out the authentication, so we just we 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 dropped Twitter. It's over. Uh, we're not tr- we're not streaming there. I tried. I tr- we tried for twenty minutes. Couldn't get it figured out. We're trying to stream to, to Instagram for the first time. It's going to be interesting. How does yeah. it look on Instagram? Do we look okay? Uh, did you press go live yet on there? On the, yeah. On the yeah, it says we're live. We've got a bunch of people who have joined. Even Jack Cavanaugh's okay. in there. Oh, Jack's in there. Let's see. Yeah, we've yeah. got some people on Instagram here. Uh, it, you know, we, we're 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 we're, oh, we're yeah. having fun. We're having uh, fun. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah. See. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look how terrible that is. Look at that. We can't stream to Instagram. Look at this. Look at this. That is so terrible. That is, look at, well, maybe if we go, let's do this. Let's just go over here. So if we literally, how does it look now? Can we, how does Instagram look now? Now we look okay. This is what you have to do. This is, this is streaming to, this is it. Instagram is awful. I mean, the streaming to Instagram is such a pain you could, when it works, you can stream to Twitter, right? Yeah. You could just put in your password and, in your streaming software, and it automatically sends the signal. Same thing with Facebook. Automatic, YouTube just sends the signal with the right format, with the right screen shape, where Instagram, they're like, no, 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 you have to put in a different key every time, and you have to update your settings, and you can go, when you hit go live on your on your streaming software, then you have to go to your other software and hit go live uh, and then you have to go to Instagram and hit go live, and it's a big pain in the ass. And all of that, all that, our entire like our half an hour of our morning, Jason, was just wasted, because as it turns out, all you could see is just this little. This is this is how I look at Instagram. This is <laughs> this is me. This is me on Instagram. Look at that. You just see like a, half of my headphone. It that was half an hour. I, my time is valuable. What a waste. What a waste. So it turns out that we've learned a valuable lesson that you really can only stream to Instagram when you're alone. Yeah. When you have multiple people horizontally oriented, you can't because everyone's face is cut off at the ear. So you can't do it. So strange. So strange. But you can keep doing wake and take. To Instagram, right? That's fine because yeah, you're can. centered. Yeah. Like yeah, if I took it. you out, I could take you off the screen altogether. If I took you off the screen, then hey, hey, Instagram, I look great. <laughs> I'm centered. Look at me, right? And then, you know, you bring in a second one, and it's like, eh. all right. So that was a fail. Uh, let's say goodbye to the Instagram people. Um, Instagram people. You know, I don't think you want to endure this. This is embarrassing. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people joined. Yep. Uh, and uh, one person said they were on the edge of their seat. And uh, <laughs> actually, no, 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 no. Here's the best part. This is the best part. Eight people joined. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two people remain. <laughs> Two like, people are currently yeah. watching. Okay. They're out. So I'm going to end the live video, and you can delete this forever on the Instagram account, right? Yes. It, it like we're going to end the video. We're deleting it forever. Discard. Discard. I'm, I'm going to click discard. I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> clicking discard video. And now a streaming software says, uh, we have an error. Uh, Instagram doesn't want to re- receive the feed anymore. Yeah, of course they don't want to receive the feed anymore. 
We're going to continue without it. We're just we're basically on Facebook and and YouTube, and that's yep. where our most engaged audience is anyway. Who cares? So positive Grouch is in the YouTube comments, and he says, "Who needs ears anyway?" No, 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 no. Positive Grouch. <laughs> Who needs a face? Do you understand? Yes. It was half of an ear was showing. It's half of half of my can was showing. That's it. That's it. Right. And by the way, like I call them cans. I know they're earphones uh, or headphones, and uh, but uh, I call them cans, and because uh, that's the old, the old, the old term, the old timey term. And I was watching the Netflix documentary on "We Are the World," the making of "We Are the World" with Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. And uh, it was uh, I didn't know it was uh, a Lionel Richie joint, really. It was Lionel Richie was really the spearhead of that project. So he, he great, great job. Harry Belafonte also big influence. Who knew? I don't know. I'm in my 40s and I don't really know who Harry Belafonte is. I mean, I feel bad because then they're like going back through the history and and, you know, what a great uh, crusader he was. And I was like, I don't know this guy, man. I feel terrible, you know, and I'm like, uh and I'm like, well, you know, Lionel Richie, what did he? And, and my wife was like, well, he was in the Commodores. I'm like, he was in the Commodores? Yeah. That guy had an awesome career. You know, I just remember dancing on the ceiling. She's yep. like, you know, his, his earlier stuff was good, too. And I was like, okay. So I'm learning all about that. And then Quincy Jones was talking to all the artists. And he was like, uh, make sure, you know, how your cans feel. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, even... Even to some, you know, to, to, you know, all time. And I was like, that's the right term. There it is. There's the validation right there. There's the validation. And the whole, the whole time, like whoever was doing that documentary, I was laughing out loud. Anyone that is into comedy should watch that documentary. That is a comedy. <laughs> they were zooming in on Bob Dylan who couldn't hit any of the notes so Bob Dylan couldn't participate in the song. He was there, and he was just like. <laughs> and he's just staring off. Like, he was like, why am I here? Right? Why am I here? Because a lot of these artists, they're, they're shy people. Right? Yeah. They're shy people. Prince was so shy, he, he refused to come. He, there were too many people. He's like, can I be in a, in a room adjacent to the big room and just play <laughs> guitar by myself and have that on the record? <laughs> And they're like, no, Prince, the song is is written as is, and we've got all these people here for one night to record this thing. No, you can't just come in and improvise with your own material. We're sorry. Right? It was going to be Prince and Michael Jackson sharing a microphone because they were in competition for best album. Right? So you had the... The Purple Rain versus Thriller, right? You had, you know, Billie Jean versus When Doves Cry. Like, there was a battle at all the award shows between Michael Jackson and Prince. And, and you know, there were a few people missing. There were only really two people, I thought, that were, at the time, huge stars, should have been there. Madonna and Prince. Those are the two big ones. I was like, we're missing Madonna and Prince. They got pretty much everybody else. But having you know, only known really my – the thing is when you're a certain age, sometimes your, your perspective is formed based on parodies of the event in later years, right? So my whole – my understanding of We Are the World was through the prism of the Saturday Night Live skit. Okay. Right? Where yep. where it's basically Bruce Springsteen overpowering everybody with like his gravelly voice. You know, <laughs> and just being so Springsteen. And they were like, "Listen, you just need to be you." Like some there was like arguments like we should do this, we should do that, we should do some stuff that's a little eclectic, we should add a little uh, extra art- artistic flair to this and and basically Quincy Jones was like, "No, no, no." You need to be the most you that there is. You're going to have like 10 seconds at most. Be the most you. So you're recognizable. And just we we just want 
to have that flavor of all these different people, and it's going to be an experience. People listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, they need to recognize you right away. Mm-hmm. You need to be a caricature of yourself. He didn't say that to them. Like they have these these like artist whisperers, like a Quincy Jones. They have ways of talking to people that make them feel good and don't make them feel self conscious. Uh, and you know it, it 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 supports their ego, but still gives them criticism. Right, these guys are that's that's like the the unsung skill set of these producers, right? Is that ability to just mm-hmm. handle egos, right? And he wrote just kind of like Ted Lasso, he wrote a sign and put it over the door that said "Check your ego here," nice. right? Which was cool, right? Yeah. I was, it was I was I was learning a lot about just like being a leader. It's like mm-hmm. you can look at through different different prisms. I was watching this documentary paying special attention to Quincy Jones and like how he was able to herd all these cats, literally cats. I mean, these guys, these, these are, these are artists, you know, these are, these are with huge giant egos. Amazing. And then finally at the end, everyone's clearing out and Bob Dylan's like, am I going to do anything? What am I here for? This is ridiculous. (laughs) And then he had no idea what he was. He didn't know how to be Bob Dylan. They're like, just do a Bob Dylan little, little ditty you know like watch bruce do it you know and and bruce is like you know and like he's like just be like that but but bob right yeah and he's like i don't i don't know how to what and then so he sat down with stevie wonder and then stevie wonder did an impression of bob dylan doing bob dylan nice no this is a true story it's in the documentary no yeah documentary so he's like, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, and it was like 4 a.m., and it was la- all, it was just Bob Dylan, Lionel Richie, and and uh, and that was it, right? With Stevie there, Stevie just never goes to bed apparently. <laughs> so he sits down next to Stevie Wonder at the piano, and Stevie Wonder does a Bob Dylan impression, and he's like, okay, I'll do it like that. So then, basically, understand what's happening now, okay? Yeah. When you listen to We Are the World, you are listening at the end. You're listening to Bob Dylan doing an impression of Stevie Wonder doing a Bob Dylan impression. That is actually what you're hearing. That's kind that. of am- that's amazing to me. It is amazing. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. This so, whole story is amazing. <laughs> the whole that well, was a good documentary. Yeah, you know, and the, you can't help but come away from that documentary. I, I mean, I challenge anyone in the comments. I challenge you, because I've seen other documentaries where he has been interviewed, and every time I'm like, God, I like that guy. I really like that guy. Lionel Richie is a likable person. I challenge anyone in the comments that thinks that he's a bad guy, or thinks that he's you know a rude you know, self-absorbed celebrity type or whatever. This guy was a star in the 70s with the Commodores, and then he was, like, the biggest star in the 80s in terms of yeah. being out there, right? Like, of course, Michael Jackson and Prince sold more albums and they were more critically acclaimed, but they weren't, like, hosting award shows. Like, he was soaking up every second of of the spotlight, and he did it in a way that, it, it wasn't annoying. Like, he was just a nice guy that was just enjoying life. And he's like, I think we should get a bunch of people together and do this. I think it'd be yeah. fun. And we could do it. And I'll host the award show. And then after the award show, we'll go to the studio. And we'll all get everyone together. And it'll be great. And I'll just, and he's walking around, talking to everybody, putting his arm around everybody. And I'm like, I love that guy. <laughs> like, I because a lot of celebrities, they kind of... They give off a little bit like, yeah, I know I'm pretty cool and you're not as cool as I am. So you're just gonna have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's just a few people. I've heard Brad Pitt is like this, too, as an actor, that Brad Pitt just doesn't give off big megastar when you're around him. He's just a normal guy. Right. Nice. But it's like a handful of people. Right, it's not like, oh, I got a laundry list of all these people that are just cool, regular people. No, it's like Brad Pitt and Lionel Richie is like the list. And it's like everyone else is kind of an asshole. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, it's hard not to be an asshole when you've made it that that high up, right? It's pretty, but but, <laughs> but it, when my wife reminded me that uh, you know, Lionel, how like, how much of a big star Lionel Richie was for his whole life, and and to to not have a big ego at that point, and to just yeah. be self deprecating, and make it not about you like he didn't make that song about him at all when you think about we are the world do you think oh that's lionel oh that was a lionel richie with a bunch of people no i mean i just think of a bunch of people right like yeah. it's like it's like how do you even the fact that that song even came together is remarkable in its own and then the fact that well they had to do it the, the night of an award show when everyone yeah. was in town otherwise they couldn't get all these people on tour right right springsteen had just finished the uh born in the usa tour yeah <laughs> the born literally the born in the usa tour i was like this is surreal man That's, so yeah. this guy just won the award for thriller this guy just came off the the born in the usa tour is this really happening they got ray charles there yeah what the hell it's unbelievable and it i know why i know how that the you know there's the conspiracy that stevie wonder can actually see there's a you've heard that conspiracy i haven't actually i you have there's you, no I, way people put stock in that i think this documentary was the 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 source of it mm-hmm. because there's a scene where he helps ray charles go to the bathroom what? that's the no, thing that happened i'm just <laughs> It's on Netflix. This isn't like a documentary <laughs> I found at the library. No, I, I'm not like. You know what I mean? What? This is literally trending on Netflix. Like everybody has seen this at this point. This is a thing that happened. And then so you could wonder like, okay, he's maybe he's showing Ray Charles like wh- where to be and, 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 and directions. And it's like, wait a second. This isn't, how is he doing this? <laughs> Right. Well, you know, a lot of blind people like can sort of see. No, I know. Well, listen, man. Of course, <laughs> he just happens to know his way around the studio because he's been there before. There's explanations that are normal people explanations for all these things. You don't need to go to the place of like, yeah, his whole life he he concocted this idea, right? right. Yeah, Stevie Wonder concocted this idea. Hey, you know what I'm gonna do? You know, you know how I'm gonna get attention? I'm gonna pretend to be blind. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not breaking out, right? I'm an amazing piano player. I'm so good. I can mimic Bob Dylan. I'm super talented, but I'm not breaking through. I know what I got to do. I know the ticket. I know the gimmick I got to do. I got it. This is the thing. I this is the this is my hook. Right? This is it. No. Like that's not and no human would ever do that. I don't care how psycho. There's no way. There's just no way, so it's just not believable. But I'm like, I bet that was where it came from. I bet there was that story's been going around, and then from there it snowballed into this story where I, you know, I couldn't believe that he was so adept in this circumstance. He's just, you know, a, a very talented person. Probably yeah. not just with music, just you know, navigating the world. Maybe that's the answer. Right, maybe I, it's mind over matter. Maybe that's the answer. It's, it's possible. I mean, that that tends to be the case with a lot of these talented people. They're not just one trick ponies. They can do a lot of things, and they're generally just very capable people in general. So I would not be surprised if Stevie Wonder was had some other secret, you know, trait that we don't ever see him talk about. Yeah, it, it was it was funny where he uh, they they asked him to help write the song, and uh, he never got back. He ghosted Michael Jackson. Nice. <laughs> so this is Michael. Ja- Listen, this is a de- you got to understand. Michael Jackson in 1984 is not the Michael Jackson that you know we know now posthumously. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest star in the world, right? Yeah. Easily, right? So to ghost that's just not something that happened. Like no one would do that. He just ghosted him for a week, and he comes in and he's like, "So you guys want to write the song? It's gonna be." I, I got some ideas. Then I get Steve. I'm like, we got it. It's <laughs> in the can. We're good. You know. So I was sounds like, what? Sounds <laughs> like Stevie's the star of this documentary. He just he is kind. Of, there's so many. It's a great. It's it's. I was cackling out loud. Someone, like at the time, remember this is. Well, I don't know actually because you couldn't post production do this. 
So they had this footage of Bob Dylan just staring off, like, lost, like, not wondering why he was there and feeling really bad. looked like he was, like, kind of depressed. And somebody zoomed right in on him. I don't know if they did that in post or it was the cameraman at the time. Whoever did that, that's genius filmmaking. That's genius documentary filmmaking. Just to, like, hold it on Bob Dylan, just zoom in. Like, there's this whole... All these people going crazy, you know, really going 110% to try to out, you know, out star power the next guy next to them. And then, so you have all that going on, and they're just zooming in on Bob Dylan in the middle going. (laughs) Just like, I'm not, why am I here? Underrated, the guy I thought uh, killed it was uh, Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates. Oh, yeah, he would kill it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And first take. So some of them needed some takes to get warmed up. Daryl Hall, Hall and Oates. And he did Hall and he did Daryl. He did the thing perfectly. Like he took instruction right. perfectly. He was clearly Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. I love like that. Like when he, when he, when he, and he moved in, he leaned in just like they told him. Then he leaned out and like he had the hair, he had everything. And it's kind of like, you know, the people will sometimes, you know, uh, look back and be like, well, you know, that guy was too pop. You know, he didn't he wasn't edgy enough. Right. He was part of the machine. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, guess what? Sometimes just being able to take instruction and look the part and yeah. execute the part is the job. Like, yeah. it's not like, yes, there's funny stories about a singer giving the producer a hard time like Noah Gallagher uh or uh his, his brother mm-hmm. not not Noah who's the brother of the Oasis singer I you, wish you didn't ask someone, me right now someone put uh, that Liam, in the chat Liam. I I forgot Liam, the Liam Liam Gallagher Noel and Liam like I think no no is it Noel is the 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 songwriter the normal one and I believe Liam is the eccentric one, the one who's always misbehaving and was never was never on time. Right? That sounds right because Noel still kind of has a solo career right now. I don't yeah, think Liam. Doing yeah, it, it, and so Liam was like the singer. He would come in, sing the songs, and leave. Uh, and and Noel would do all the work, mm-hmm. right? But Liam had the had the voice and had the looks, you know. And it's just classic. Just I mean, tale as old as time, right? So, but like the thing is. You, and, and so he was seen as having credibility as an artist, that he was unpredictable, and then he wanted to do things his own way, and all these things. But at the end of the day, like, you know, a lot of these producers, they know what they're doing, they know what they're looking for, and mm-hmm. they want you to reach a lot of people and make a lot of people happy. And seeing Hall and Oates or you know Daryl Hall do his thing perfectly, why is that bad? Like, why do you need to, like, Prince was that guy, right? And Prince right. was like, I don't see any way that I can go in there and be my artist self in front of all these people. And I'm not the type of guy that goes into a studio and just takes instruction one for one. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to put my own spin on it, which makes him him. Right. Right. But he looks at this project and goes, I don't see a place for myself. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not showing up. Sorry. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, did he need to be there? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Madonna should have been there. I like that. Madonna, I, Madonna fucked up. Like Madonna, like clearly Madonna, like your career has a lifespan, right? And your, your albums and your song catalog is not forever for a time capsule like Prince. Mm-hmm. So when you have an opportunity like that, you got to go. You got. They had to go with Kim Carnes. Like there was clearly some people that were the alt version of the, the, the of the person they really wanted to get, and they couldn't quite get. Yeah, I've never even heard of Kim Carnes. I <laughs> absolutely no idea who that is. Well, there was a, I, she had a she had a nice gravelly voice. She's okay. a good singer. Like she's probably yeah. a better. That's the thing, though. Probably a better singer than Madonna. Right. 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 And. You know, it, it. They ended up putting Huey Lewis in with Michael Jackson instead of Prince. And Huey Lewis is awesome. 
Yeah, no, he's a good performer. I've got to yeah. ask, Daryl Hall just kind of following instructions and doing a good job. Would you say that maybe he's the Brock Purdy of this whole thing? Yeah, because I know you're trying to pivot. I get it. <laughs> You've been doing I, this too I, long. I, I know you're trying to. It is a great segue. <laughs> you know, half hour in, and we're talking about entertainers. This is the t- this is the this is the thing. This is the thing. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Talking Sunday. I have an idea for you. Go listen to the other football show that's on at 10 a.m. on YouTube, right? There isn't an option, okay? So, and we're going to talk some football, but I'm also going to talk about something else that's really interesting. And if your whole life has to be constantly surrounded and coddled by football content at all times, and you can't talk about anything other than football or consume any anything that anyone thinks, any opinions, stories, uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, even uh, mention an anecdote outside the sport of football. Then you, you know you are a myopic thinking barbarian in society. That's what you are, and you're not sophisticated, and you need to broaden your horizons. And how about just stick with us? How about show some perseverance, some fortitude? How about show some tenacity, yeah. some stick-to-itiveness? Okay, so also, if you're complaining at this point, then you're probably not very coachable and you you probably didn't play football, right? I played high school football, okay? And you have to actually endure and persevere through things that, you know, are uncomfortable or or learn something new and be open-minded to a new play call. How about that? How about that? But no, no, you, you, weren't, you just wanted Super Bowl talk, right? In your face at 9 a.m., that's what you wanted, right? And you didn't get it. So then you're going to go in the chat and you're going to start typing. <laughs> think about what you're doing. Just think about it and what it reveals about you, okay? So, yes, please, by all means, click away from this show and go watch something else. Jason, the Super Bowl is happening. It is. It is. It's, it's Super Bowl week. We're here. Uh, it's been a slow news week, as usual, for this. We had some NFL awards last night at the Honors. And yeah, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. Chiefs, 49ers. You just want to go, you just kind of want to talk about it? or? I think it's interesting that the line's only two points. That is very interesting. And honestly, right. I feel like if they're doing such a low kind of spread between the two, I, I would have thought that they would just make the Chiefs the favorite, to be honest, if they're expecting the close game based on how the NFL normally goes. But given that San Francisco has been so dominant all season uh, and just a small skid here in the playoffs, they're, they're going to be the favorite. You think they're winning this thing? Regular season, we barely knew you. Right? That's the thing. Regular season, we barely knew you. It's like nothing. Like, so we have this giant sample, 17-game sample, where mm-hmm. the 49ers were dominant by every team-based advanced metric, like a DVOA, like whatever you want, defense, offense, more efficient on both sides of the football. And it wasn't even that close. No. Now we get into the playoffs, and... Yeah, if you watch the games, it looks like the Chiefs are a better team. Oh, mm-hmm. had to come back against the Packers, you know, and they, they squeaked one out against the Lions. I, I watched that game. The second half against the Lions, it was so clear that, see, pick your, pick your sample. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm asking you. Do you want to use the whole season, right? In which case, the, the Niners would be what they, it opened, Niners minus three and a half. And it's moving to Niners minus two. Minus three and a half is is more correct. I think there's been a bunch of money coming in, a bunch of dumb money coming in on the Chiefs, which is what's moved it down. But my guess is there's going to be a a lot of smart money coming in at the end, and it's going to finish. It's going to they're going to kick off at minus three. That's what I think is going to happen because of all the all the smart money that's going to come in at, at the end. Uh, I just think they were, they were so overwhelmed. Typically, the smart money is what drives these spreads, not the total handle. But I think that the public money was coming in in such force on the Chiefs for reasons that are irrational mm-hmm. that they had to move the, the spread down. That's my that's my guess as to why it moved, because it's clear the 49ers are a better team. And then, um, you know, I get random emails from people about, oh, I'm quitting fantasy because the NFL is rigged. And I haven't received these messages. The last time I received messages from people that are saying, I'm quitting football because of some 
conspiracy, right, mm-hmm. was Kaepernick. Right? The wow. People yeah. were very mad about Kaepernick, very mad. Yes. That they were they were going to never they insisted they were never going to watch the NFL again they were done they were done it was yeah it, i yeah i live here in georgia i, I remember just how mad people were about they that were situation. done <laughs> they did not want colin kaepernick in their lives at all ever again what percentage of those people do you think were successful in their well, resolution to never watch the NFL again. I guarantee 99% of those people only made it about six weeks. And then they're like, all right, I need my football. <laughs> but but the, I think, am I wrong, though? This whole Kelsey thing, I think, is, and that's what that's what it is, right? That's what it is. It's, it's, they, yeah. there are, there are, fans of the NFL or now former fans, excuse me, former fans who believe that the NFL in its in its quest to be even more dominant than it was before, Mm -hmm. that they would risk it all. They would risk the integrity of the league, the league that's on top by a huge margin in terms of revenue generated. I mean, think about the think about the metric of revenue generated per game, you know, the TV ratings, the TV deals. All the ways you would measure the success of a league, uh, light years, literally, like in another star system, away from NF, like NBA, MLB, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight: you're going to risk some memo leaking or something leaking about you conspiring to help Travis Kelsey in order to woo Taylor Swift to your games. That you're gonna put that you're gonna put that again, again. This is similar to the Stevie Wonder that you thought. Oh, how are you gonna tie this together? How are you gonna tie it all together? You know how we're. This is how. The, the, it's as ridiculous as the Stevie Wonder isn't blind conspiracy, right? That's how this whole Travis Kelsey conspiracy. Oh, corporate interests are aligning behind. They're gonna. That's all fine. Right, yep. I I agree that like they the corporate interests have found a very safe spokesman, who has a connection to what, hundreds of millions of uh, of you know high value consumers worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would want Travis Kelsey as well. Uh, if 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 I'm one of these you know mainstream corporate. Uh, leaders it would make sense it's just a it's a normal thing that you would want Mm -hmm. to extend it to the refs are intentionally uh skewing the results to help the chiefs like that 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 is such a that is such a uh, a just a chasm of a leap across again across you would have to across star systems to make that leap so no it's not rigged okay it's not Right. And it just so happens that the Chiefs are really good. And we've seen this. The thing is, when I saw the Chiefs start rolling through the playoffs, yeah. I really I hit I slapped my forehead. I slapped my forehead because we've seen this before. We've seen this before. We've seen this before in basketball, especially. And if you remember you know the Bulls weren't always the one seed in the East. Right? Did you know that? No, no, no. They were not always the one seed. Sometimes it was the Knicks. Sometimes it was the Rockets. Right? It, it, it. They knew they were that after after multiple championships, they were able to take their foot off the gas during the regular season and make sure that they were healthy and well prepared for the playoffs. And they would come in as the two seed or the three seed, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. And that. This is where we're at with the Chiefs, where it's week five and they've been playing more games the last five years than anybody else. So their bodies have taken more punishment than any other teams. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be these games where they just are not able to show up for during the year. 
right? And they're going to lose some of those games, and they're going to drop those games. And they're not going to look as good, right? And their metrics aren't going to be as good. Their advanced stats and efficiency metrics aren't going to look as good. But that does not necessarily mean they're not still the Chiefs we've seen. Because go and look at the individual performances of the players. And you're like, okay, these, this player is still performing at a pretty elite level. This player is still performing at a pretty elite level most games. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and look at the personnel. It's not like they've shed big talents. In fact, they've added Rashi Rice. Yep. Right? So... I uh, I'm I'm hesitant to just compare the the body of work for 2024 and earlier 2023 one for one. That's why the that's why the line is even was even three and a half to open. Right. Right. If we were just looking at these two teams' body of work for the regular season and the playoffs, it would have been like 49ers minus four and a half, five and a half, right? But it's the Chiefs, right? But it's not because it's, oh, a vested interest of the NFL to to make sure that Travis Kelsey wins the championship. But it would be nice. Like, wouldn't it be nice? Like, it, it, I think the 49ers are going to win by three and a half, even though that's not even possible, right? <laughs> yeah. So 49ers by three, I ho- I I don't see a reason why it won't be high scoring. I think it's going to be s- more similar to the Lions, um, Lions 49ers la- a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I can see 34-31 49ers, and that would probably be my my guest score, right? Or 31-28, one of those two. That, yeah, that 49ers that's win. But are you telling me that you wouldn't love to see? Chiefs 31, 49ers 28, Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey on the 50-yard line proposing to Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, I'm not even a big, like, you know, Taylor Swift fan or anything, but that that would just be fun, right? Like, that's just a cool story. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not even a guy who puts celebrities on pedestals. It's just cool. You know, the all-American boy and the all-American girl doing it at the highest level, you know, let them have some fun. I, I would not. My be daughter would go nuts. Yeah, like, like you know, and something that this whole situation ha- has really highlighted. I know we're in a very male-dominated space, but I, I feel like it is just misogyny hating all this Taylor Swift stuff. Like, just like, it doesn't matter. I know we have to see her on the screen, but it, well, it doesn't, doesn't have to be misogyny. You don't have I to mean, go there, to the extent you know, of misogyny. I'm not. I'm not going to get in the head of these people that that believe fair. the NFL is rigged. They. It, it, I don't fair. think it has to do with. <laughs> anything against women i just think they feel like there's something disingenuous about the whole thing there that Fair. okay their handlers introduce them for the wrong reasons and mm-hmm. it's their life it's none of your yeah. business how they right. met and guess what when you're in that situation you're gonna have people intervening in your life and direct it's it's a it's really hard if you're taylor swift or even if you're travis kelsey it's really hard to have a serendipitous uh, meeting of someone who you end up connecting with at a deep level. Yeah, definitely. Right? I know many of you, maybe you've seen too many romantic comedies, right? But the, Travis Kelsey is not just going to meet someone in line at Starbucks. That's not happening. Okay? <laughs> and certainly Taylor Swift is never going to. That's never going to happen. No. Right? And going back through time, there's been movies made about this. Uh, I mean... How many movies was Barbara Streisand in where she was a matchmaker? At least one. Mm-hmm. Matchmaking has been a thing for hundreds of years. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yep. Her mom was a match. This is a thing that not every couple has this super serendipitous, independent origin story of their relationship. Is that the standard now? And if, if you if you can't prove that, then your relationship is null and void. And and all of the the sponsorship money that has come to you should be given back. Like what are we talking about? And now we're talking about maybe 
the NFL has realized that this is helping their popularity, so they're going to throw the game and potentially, again, potentially destroy the integrity of the sport forever yeah. just so that they could have uh, a, a particular woman in the box that they could pan to. I know it is annoying, yes. Whenever anything happens with Travis Kelsey, they pan to the box. Mm-hmm. But my daughter likes it. Yeah, lots right? of people it's and and it's three party. hours. Yeah. Okay. Put it this way: it's three hours. Yeah. Okay. And if it helps make it easier to help me spend time with my daughter watching a football game, mm-hmm. that we're going to spend a total of forty-two seconds out of three hours panning to a woman in in your and that's the thing that's that's driven you to the edge. That's the thing that you just can't. It's fucking rigged. It's, I, I hate the NFL. I hate it. These 45 seconds. God. There's girls watching the sport that have no idea what's going on. This is ridiculous. This isn't genuine. This isn't real. This is fake. This guy, I'm, I this can't. I can't let this stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the comments. I'm gonna start typing. Watch me type. Here we go. We're gonna let people know. I'm done. I'm done. There's another sport out there that's huge that everyone's talking about. I'm gonna find I know it doesn't it doesn't exist in the society, but I'm gonna start my own league and start yeah. a new sport that will be as big. And we're not going to have any of this nonsense where he's dating, athletes are dating superstars and we're getting audience crossover. Audience crossover! Oh my God. How dare! It's rigged! Like, what's that jump? Like, what's that jump? Like, I just, I know you've gone on and on about it, but I just don't get it. Like, it's a football game. If it was rigged, we would have found out by now. And there's just no reason. You've said it a bunch of times. There's no reason to rig it. It would just ruin how much they've built for this league. It makes no sense. It makes, it, it no makes sense. As mu- about as much sense as, as uh, the idea that Stevie Wonder can see. Right? That's that's the level. Right? There, There's, there's lots of conspiracies uh, where you can absolutely see it, and I'm 50-50 on it. Mm-hmm. There's conspiracies where I'm like 99-1. Mm-hmm. Right, ninety nine one, uh, where for like a second, a brief second, you could be like, "Oh, well, mm-hmm. that's interesting." Mm-hmm. Right, that is that is fascinating. I wonder. That was how I was with the moon landing. Yeah, where there there was uh, you know we, we, there was uh, you know, shots of fake video that were taken during that time. Uh, government video that was like staged in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, well, I didn't know that was going on. That's wild. And then you're like, well, how would someone do a video of an A bomb destroying a town? <laughs> right? It would have to be fake. <laughs> it's not. How would they do that? Right? And you're like, well, and then you're like, well, if they did that. Right. And you're like, well, no, actually, what are you talking about? So and then so you're like, at least there's like a there's like a a, a little toehold. Imagine like a I, I envision like a, a huge cliff. Right. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to the top of that cliff, like to get all the way to like JFK level conspiracy, you have to find tons of toeholds all the way up. Yeah. Right. There are some where there's one toe hole and you can see yourself getting getting balanced on one toe hole. Then you go and reach and there's nothing left. Yeah. That's the moon landing, yeah. right? Like, of yeah. course, the moon landing happened, right? And JFK, you can pretty much get to the top, right? Yeah. And <laughs> with Stevie Wonder and uh, the, the, the Travis Kelsey is a, is a psyop. That's there's not even one toehold. No, there's nothing. No, no. There's not. There's not. You can't even. The whole face of the raw is smooth. It's that stupid. 
it's like counting like a, a trying to climb a, a kitchen counter like a marble kitchen counter that's up, upright that's like what it is that, that's how stupid it is like this is no think about it this guy this guy he was so talented he was great right he was great he's one of the best tight ends of all time and he's gonna go to the hall of fame mm-hmm. but he's gonna risk it all to get more commercials right and you know go down in ignominy right as a you know uh, as, you know like Barry Bonds yeah he's not going to do that this no, what what are you talking about think about what you're even saying what would be necessary for Travis Kelsey to sit down in this like smoke filled room and and agree to this what you're saying it's the stupidest thing it's as stupid as Stevie Wonder is an amazing musician a great singer, but also a, a, a composer in his own right, right? Yeah. He's a clear, like, where Bob Dylan gravitates to him, right? He's just a clear phenom, a prodigy, and yet it's not happening for him. So he thinks, I'm going to, I got a gimmick where I'm going to pretend to be blind. That's going to be the thing that breaks me out. That's so dumb. That idea, like, go follow the thread back, and then you tell me how much sense this makes. If once you at the because you got to go to the source. Okay, when did this whole thing start? How did it begin? Right. So, I am uh, uh, I'm excited to see the 49ers end this whole conspiracy once and for all. That's all that you need to happen. Right. Right. That's all that needs to happen. It's just. 49ers, I get an idea. Go win. Then we don't have to worry about this anymore. We no one will be everyone will be in on the NFL again. No one's going to be giving it fake fake leaving the NFL. Do you think those people are going to be watching week 1? Oh, 100%. Everyone, every it's all fake. It's it's just like anyone tweeting like I'm quitting Twitter, and then the next week they're back. On I'm Twitter done with it. it. I'm done. He this guy claims that he left his fantasy leagues because of the Travis Kelsey. Oh, that poor guy. He's going to be on FFPC looking for some orphans this offseason. You think he will be? You think he's going to he's going to be he's going to be. That's funny. I love that. I love that idea that that uh, NFL is rigged guy uh, abandons his. And then well, maybe for a year, I think that he could probably I think I want to give these guys some credit. OK, that they can keep it going for at least a few months and then they're going to be in a startup. There's oh, 100%. No, there's no. The Josh can come around. You know, their their favorite team is going to draft a player that that'll be good for fantasy, and then they just can't they can't stay away. And then Scott Hansen's beautiful face is going to show up on Sunday for some red zone, and they're going to be like, "Oh, well, I just bought this twelve pack. I got nothing else to do. Might as well watch this red zone." And then it just you know they're 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 sucked right back in. Uh, you know what? So I'm embarrassed by. Um, you know, I, I'm very, it's it, my, just, I want to correct the record real quick. I don't want anyone to think that my daughter needs Taylor Swift to, to watch the Super Bowl. She loves the NFL. Oh yeah. Okay. So just, it's just so everybody knows, like, that's not my daughter, but I'm sure there are fathers out there who are happy about this Taylor Swift thing. I'm oh, sure there are. Right. I'm also sure there, there are fathers out there that would just as soon not watch the game with anybody from their family. And yeah. for that for that reason, they hate the Taylor Swift thing because they're like, just leave me alone. I just want to be alone. Hey, I, I got a great Father's Day present. You want to hear my my? This is my favorite Father's Day present. You ready? Yes. Alone. Just alone. Just don't talk to me all day. How about that? Like so. There's, and again, I'm I'm of two minds because I have those moments, and then I also you know love that my daughter. This is how this is how my daughter's twelve. She, uh, we're able to wear any sports jersey on Fridays to school. Mm-hmm. The day, the you know the the two days before the Super Bowl, so it's a big sports day. Everyone wears different things. Some guys wear, you know, boys they they're into soccer. Soccer is a big sport. In case anyone didn't know that, um, at the uh, middle school level, so you, you'll have a guy, you'll have a kid wearing like a Neymar jersey shirt, right? Um, and someone will have like Mahomes or whatever. Can can you just guess one player? Guess 
the jersey that my daughter is wearing today? I'm going to go Rob Gronkowski. That's a great guess. I love that guess. She loves Gronk. Okay. No. Deion Sanders' Dirty Bird jersey. Oh, I I love that jersey. Yeah. It's got the lettering has that that red accent. That red on black is my favorite. Red it's on black is my favorite. Color. And it's got so the nut, the lettering, it's black. It's all black, but there's a little red accent around the numbers. So good. It's such a, it's so well made. I don't understand it. It's like, such a good jersey. I, I, don't, I don't understand how, I don't remember it being expensive. And I remember getting it going, is this possible? How is this possible? Because it was like official NFL everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is amazing. Uh, I can't. I want this. It's yeah. too bad. It's you know five sizes too small. But so then and then I didn't. We didn't even plan it, you know, because she has other sports stuff. I just know that's her coolest jersey, right? That's the coolest thing she has for sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I I remember I came down this morning, and she was sitting there packing her her backpack, and she was wearing the Dirty Bird jersey and i was like you know you you this was the right choice you know so yeah she doesn't listen she's gonna be great and we were talking about the super bowl and she was talking about how she's tired of Mahomes. <laughs> and i'm like this is awesome yes yes and then she's like she's like because then we and then she went down and she went down the the list of games. She went back through time. Mm-hmm. Right? She was like and then the the Rams game and then the the uh uh and then but remember when Tom Brady beat him? That felt so good. Uh yeah. and and then then before that, but then they beat the 49ers. And I was like, "No, they didn't. That's wrong. You I got to look that up." Yep. They didn't they didn't play the, before that they played, they beat the 49ers. She goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Definitely." She was so sure. And yet I was so sure because in my head, you got to understand in my head, I'm thinking back to the quarterbacks. Oh yeah. Right. Of the, and then and the whole reason I thought of that is because I was thinking back to the Kaepernick, the Harbaugh bowl. Yep. Kaepernick versus Flacco. That was a game that happened before everyone just would never stand for Kaepernick ever playing ever. Uh, (laughs) So, I didn't believe her. I was like, do you know what that I was like, that necessarily means that Jimmy Garoppolo, what you're saying doesn't make sense. It was like me debunking a conspiracy. Like, here's why the moon landing definitely happened. Okay. I'm like, so here's why that's impossible. Because what you're saying would mean that Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback in the Super Bowl. And that's just not. That never that never happened. So I'm sorry. I know you I, you're very smart and you follow the NFL, but that's wrong. So we're yep. gonna look it up. And oh my god, dude, it was the 49ers. Yep. I mean, I can remember back, you know, Packers, Broncos in the '90s. I can remember all. You know, there were multiple. You know, Cowboys, Bills. I can remember all. You know. Uh, uh, I mean, Patriots, Bears. I can go to the '80s. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a lot of these games, right? Uh, most of them. It's easy if you just pick the Bills, <laughs> right? The Bills lost to Washington. The Bills lost to Parcells and the Giants. Like I remember these. And this game, for some, I blocked. I bl- it just it wasn't accessible to my brain. No, yeah. It wouldn't compute Garoppolo, and I was like. Where was I? And I had to go through. It was a crazy moment because I'm like, listen, I, I was at the peak of my powers. I was looking back. I was like, this is when I was like do podcasting every day. I know everything about the NFL there is to know and more. There's no way I didn't know that. But somehow there was a delete button on Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl? Yeah. What happened in that game? Uh, I think it was 31 to 20. What, was it interesting? Was there anything? What happened? What did I miss? Because Let's it's see. been deleted from it. my memory. It's been men in black. 
let's see. Chiefs went out to 7-3 in the first quarter. Then it was 10-10 at half. Okay. Then the 49ers took a 10-point lead, 20-10, going into the fourth quarter. Where what? Holmes, yep. And then What? Yep. And, and then Patrick Mahomes came back and, and dropped 20 on him? 21 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I got to go back and rewatch that game. Yep. Where was I? What happened to me? Let's see. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Pat, hold, listen to this. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passed to Damian Williams. Damian Williams, 38-yard run. Who's that? Oh, Damian Williams, <laughs> the running back. Oh, I do remember that. I remember that screenplay. That was a great screen because I love Damian Williams. Yeah. Because he's yep. so he's big and explosive. You're big and explosive. I like you. Yep. Right? Uh, wow. Wow. That's cool. That's that. See? That you learn something new. I mean, it's very embarrassing, right? I mean, it's I mean, really to 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 be able to go back and be like, oh yeah, Cowboys, Steelers, like in the seventies, like you just, and then to just airball, it just airball uh, with and and I was I feel bad because I was pretty adamant. I was like, that's not right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I listen. You're cute. How well you know the NFL, and certainly I'm proud of you and everything. But I mean, you're wrong there. You know, I was so condescending and like her face, she was so happy. She was like, look at you. You must feel like an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, big time. You don't even realize how dumb I feel right now. Uh, so that's the Super Bowl. I don't. Do we have anything left to talk about the Super Bowl? I don't think so. We're both going with the 49ers and probably right around 30 something. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go sample size. And a 49ers by, yeah, it's just also, I think it's time. I think it's time that the, the 49ers and Purdy and even Shanahan, as much as I dislike him, yeah, it's time. It, they, again, they've, they've put the work in. They've, they've made thrusts into the playoffs. It's, it's time for this franchise to take it down. It yeah. would be much more interesting if the 49ers win. Yeah. Uh, so other than this whole, but then I'm conflicted because I genuinely would like to see the proposal at the 50 yard line. Maybe he'll still do it. No, way, in a right? loss. <laughs> yeah, you no think so? <laughs> Just sitting with the 49ers. Put it in the comments. <laughs> Put it in the comments. Would Tra Do you believe that Travis Kelsey would dare, would dare, propose no 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 way. no in a loss no way no way okay before we go talk to me about the senior bowl what was your what was your favorite part of the senior bowl uh my favorite part uh i guess just the access uh you know you you've been there just being able to see players in person is a whole nother it's just a whole nother tool. Uh, even from seeing how they run routes, even if they're not targeted, to standing next to another player to get a better feel for their build. Uh, it, it's just, you learn a lot down there. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a yeah. question. Yeah. Because, uh, so I played uh, football in high school briefly, mm -hmm. and uh, I was an equipment manager in college, mm -hmm. which isn't, it's like, okay, that's not impressive at all. No, it's not impressive. But I was at practice every day. Right. Like, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like, nothing happened on the practice field for the years I did it that I didn't see. Right? Unless it was on the defensive side. Right? All those three-on-threes, all those seven-on-sevens. Like, you know, I, I was just, uh, you know, I, I was there. Mm -hmm. Right? So I had a sense of how things worked. Right, so it's cool. Uh, have you ever? When was the watched a football practice? I mean, yeah, when I when I, I didn't play football at high school, but I up until so then, you have to I go did. back to high school, right? Yeah, well, and then I went to the UJ Pro Day, but other than that, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, the Pro Day. Okay, yeah. so you've been yeah. to a Pro Day. Okay, so yeah, you weren't. It wasn't totally. It's cool though, right? It's it's see. awesome. Yeah, because you know you. I think it's interesting in that. A lot of practice is individual drills. Right. And they talk about it in the game that it's like do your job, you know, mm -hmm. the whole Belichick thing, it, you know, win the individual battles. 
and then you'll win the war. That's kind of what they announcers will talk about that. And those are typically former players mm-hmm. because really it is a lot of that. A lot of that. It's just a lot of one-on-one technique that you've been working on in practice that needs to be implemented in the game. And yes, there's value in learning the plays as a unit, but it's just as valuable, if not more valuable, in practice to work on your individual skill set and work on winning your individual battle uh, and then spend some time stitching it all together Yeah, in, like, 11-on-11 11 11 drills. But there's just very few. Like, when people are surprised that there's, you know, padless practices all week, that the that NFL teams won't have any padded practices in a week. Or a month will go by and no padded practices. And like, that's not possible. It's very important that you, uh, and this, this goes back to like MMA and boxing and all these, like a philosophy of practice where, you know, sometimes these fighters that go hard in the gym, they go too hard and then they get hurt or they get, you know, additional concussions or whatever it is because just that culture the philosophy of the coach, whatever it is, it's actually it's it's degrading because it actually wears you down. There's a there's a nice happy medium, and I think there's a, there's a science to it which is uh, you're probably understudied, which is recovery and individualized training versus like simulating game action. Right. How much simulating of game action is optimal versus all the other things that you do to prepare? Mm-hmm. My general sense is that less game simulation is fine as long as you're putting in extra work in the film room and you're understanding where you need to be in certain situations, even without those 11-on-11 drills. And it's true. Like when you're in the senior bowl, you don't get as much out of 11 on 11. You get more out of if it's just when it's just cornerbacks and receivers yep. with a quarterback, you get a lot more out of it. Because once you get to 11 on 11, half the, some of the, half the drills get scrubbed. Half the plays get scrubbed because something happens. Yep. Right? There's some breakdown. And the quarterback and the receiver were not able to actually work on what they were trying to work on uh so it 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 for some people that's what's what's interesting and they're like okay so it really isn't about simulating the game hardly at all Mm-mm. no not really and in fact the senior bowl game is unimportant to be completely honest like i've seen a lot of people reply to some of my senior bowl content like i was like carter bradley had a really good practice like oh well he sucked in the game well, yeah, half the people sit out, you, you know, you only get a couple reps, you're not in rhythm at all. Like you, you learn, you just learn so much more at the practices. Um, and what did, I mean, what, did, even, what did Puka do with the game last year? I don't actually, I'm not, I don't think a lot. If There's I was a trick question, he wasn't in the game. He left early. Well, and that's the thing. Like these players, like Roman Wilson left early. Ricky Pearsall left early. Michael Penix left early. I don't think he should have, but like just even seeing the players. How did Michael Penix look? Terrible. <laughs> what? Like not. Him and Bo Nix did not look good at all. They did nothing to help their draft stock. I, the biggest takeaway from anyone you ask, you, you could ask Alex, you could ask Ray Garvin. J.J. Uh, McCarthy is probably the new QB4 of this draft class because of like they just did not look good. They're going to be projects. Um, Would McCarthy have like four interceptions? McCarthy was super efficient. Yeah, yeah he's a game manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember having that conversation. We actually, I did... I did tongue-in-cheek compare McCarthy to uh, Brady with Matty Kiwum. We were doing the rookie rankings because I was insisting on moving McCarthy up. I also like Bo Nix. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, we we generally as a, as a company are fading Penix, um, Michael Penix. And I know... I know the pronunci- I know the real pronunciation, guys. Come no, on, I'm with you. Come on, I'm this is but this is a better pronunciation. I'm improving the pronunciation. Okay, that's the whole reason we do radio, right? Just, yeah. just that we could call Michael Penix Michael Penix. That's the whole. Reason. I think it's my. I like Michael Penix a lot <laughs> uh, as a person, as a as a college player, but as an NFL quarterback, 
I think there there are questions, and those questions were not answered at the Senior Bowl. No, right? No, Bonix, man, it's just it's it's hard to be. It's interesting. Jordan Love was inefficient in college, mm-hmm. and then shined at the Senior Bowl. Bo Nix, super prolific and efficient in college, and then face planted at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl is pretty telling. It, it right? really just ask like, Jordan Love, man. It, I mean, every you know, take Dell, uh, Roshan Johnson, uh, yeah, Jaden Josh Allen, Debo Samuel. I mean, like the list goes oh, on. Oh, Debo! Oh, Debo had a legend. Debo was a legend. Yep, I learned that. That was something. Uh, uh, Debo and Cooper Cup legends. Right. So it's just you learn a lot of those things. You have no idea what player from this year is going to end up being a star, but certainly at least one. Uh, And I'm I'm really excited just to watch this whole rookie process come out. Like I'm kind of starting with what I learned. Well, you can't get better than last year, though. No, last year, Puka, Rashi Rice, right. Jaden Reed, Tank Dell. You're not going to it's not possible. It's just not it's not you're not going to find. The year I went in 2020, and then I went last year too. Last year was amazing, mm-hmm. but the year I went, so I think I, I'm a, I'm the good I'm the good wide receiver luck charm because the year I went, that was the big Denzel Mims year, but that was also the Michael Pittman year, the Brandon Ayuk. Like there was a lot of it was it was Claypool, Claypool, <laughs> Claypool had a moment, man. Oh, I'm sure. Claypool, no, but Claypool had a year. He had a breakout no, year. I, I mean, he had like fourteen hundred yards. Oh no, was it like a thousand yards and fourteen touchdowns? There was a fourteen yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Claypool was. I I I've talked to people on my show that said that Claypool was the next Calvin Johnson. Yep. Whoops. Whoopsie. That's not right. <laughs> We've been talking for an hour, and it's yeah. been great. So uh, we're not again. We were on Instagram for a brief moment. It didn't work. We did a test. I was happy to do the test. Now I know how to do it, and I know that I only can do it when I'm solo. So we could do Instagram with a like a waiver wired show, mm-hmm. with a top ten takeaways show, with wake and take. But it's not going to work for uh, the the dual camera approach. So Super Bowl coming up. Yep. Uh, you know I. I, I my final prediction, final 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 prediction, final prediction is forty Chiefs by three. Let's go, Taylor. 